Hey there, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast, the show where we're all about helping you feel confident both as a mom and a business owner. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, mom of two, former teacher, and full-time photographer and business coach. Each week, we'll discuss the challenges, success, and secrets that make you say, I can do this, because you absolutely can. So pop in those earbuds, grab your favorite snack, and let's get ready, because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. This week, I am diving into a marketing myths series. So we will have multiple episodes coming out over the next few weeks where we're going to be busting some marketing myths. And the one I really want to focus on this week is the idea that marketing has to be expensive. A lot of times we think of marketing and we think of these big companies who have huge budgets for paid ads or commercials or print ads or billboards, and that was traditional marketing. These days, there are a wide array of free or very low-cost marketing strategies that small businesses can use to get their name out there in front of their potential audience. So what I wanted to do today was I'm going to run through a list of about 15 different free or low-cost options that you can use to help you market your business. Now, the thing with free versus paid marketing, paid marketing, in my opinion, is very passive marketing. It's let's throw some money at this. When I think of paid marketing, I think of like social media ads or uh, digital ads of any kind, radio, television, print ads. We're throwing money at something, hoping that the more money I put towards it, the more result I'm going to get, the more money I'm going to make. And yes, paid ads are helpful. Paid ads do work. However, they are very passive, which means that if you have money to throw at it, great, go do that. But most of us are going to have to be more active when it comes to our marketing. And that is something I think that a lot of people have some hesitancy around, They like the idea of passive marketing. I don't want to have to market my business. I got into my business because I loved doing the thing that I do, not because I wanted to be a marketing expert. However, in order to really make the most of your business, you're going to have to become really good at active marketing unless you have the funds. And I'm going to make a pretty general assumption here that if you are listening to this podcast for marketing strategies, you probably don't have thousands or tens of thousands or millions of dollars to throw at advertising. And if you do, give me a call because I've got some ad space I would love to sell you here on the podcast. Okay, just kidding. Anyway, my point here is that for most of us, we are going to be looking for the free low-cost marketing options, especially if you're brand new to business and you don't have money coming in yet. So today's episode is going to be perfect for you because like I said, we're going to go through about 15 different ways that you can advertise your business for free or very low cost. However, they do require some extra work on your part. So it's not going to be passive marketing. It's going to be active marketing. Okay, so let's dive into the first one is the most obvious one, which is social media. Social media at this time is a free platform where you can reach hundreds and thousands of people with just one click. You post something, you don't have to pay to play if you don't want to, and you can reach an audience of potential clients. 
Now with social media, if you listen to any of the past episodes on social media here on the podcast, you'll get tons and tons of strategies to help you with how to market your business on social media with, you know, not minimal effort at best. And so my goal with social media is I don't want social media to be the core marketing strategy for my business. I get clients that come to me for coaching and a lot of times they'll say, I really need to get better at marketing, but I don't want it to be completely about social media. If you're, if your coaching is all about social media, it's probably not for me. And that's the thing. I don't teach just social media, which is you'll see in this episode, not all about social media. So social media is definitely a big piece of the marketing pie, but it is not the only piece of the marketing pie. So I want you to take your social media marketing Think of it as just one small piece and everything else kind of works together to create this entire picture. Number two is networking. This a lot of times is thought of as local networking. So you have a local business, you go to networking events, you meet local businesses or clients you could potentially work with. But nowadays with the internet, networking can be global. It can be digital. You could have Zoom networking events. You could have LinkedIn is great for this. LinkedIn is great for business to business networking or even business to client networking. Networking can be anything that allows you to connect with other people who are either potential clients or could potentially have an audience of your potential clients. So the best way to do this is if you want to find local like in-person networking places Let's say that you are a personal brand photographer or you're a social media manager and you specialize in like your specific particular area. Go to networking lunches, go to networking events and find potential clients that way. But if you are a more service-based business that reaches beyond just your local network, then look for virtual networking meetings. Go on to Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, search virtual networking meetups. Um, Eventbrite's another one that might be really helpful. Find these networking events and just start going. And I know if you're an introvert, you are like heavy breathing and like all the things right now, but just know that I promise you the virtual ones are actually a lot easier than the in-person ones. If you're someone who is very um, introverted or you struggle with, you know, small talk and meeting new people and knowing what to say, virtual ones might be a really great way to go. This could also kind of apply to like Facebook groups. Facebook groups are sort of a version of virtual networking. Just get into Facebook groups and start engaging with other people within that group. All right, moving on, because we have several to get to. Number three is past client referrals. So a lot of times we work with a client or someone buys from us, and then we're kind of like, okay, that's done, we've moved on. But I encourage you to reach out to those past clients and maybe send them a little thank you note or an email and just say, hey, thanks so much for your support of my business in the past. If you know of anyone else that might be interested in what I offer or sell or my services, I would love for you to pass along you know, my information, throw a little incentive in there. Like, I love the idea of incentivizing with Amazon gift cards or Starbucks gift cards or whatever you think your audience might like. Because the reason I love incentivizing with that, even if it's If you, it all kind of depends on how much your service or products are, but let's say that you are a service-based business, you are a hairstylist and you're local and you reach out to all your past clients. You say, Hey, I'm looking to expand my clientele. I have open spaces for more clients. Um, I know you've been an incredible client in the past. I would love for you to, you know, share my information with your family and friends. 
For each person that you refer, I will send you a $10 Amazon gift card or a $10 Starbucks gift card. If your hair services are typically around $120, $10 off of that is not going to completely break your bank. And so that $10 for the extra $120 referral is worth it in my opinion. So that's kind of a low cost. It could be free if you're not offering, you know, anything necessarily monetary or offering a referral incentive on for them, or maybe you offer them just a discount on your next, their next service or next purchase with you. If that's something that, you know, involves repeat clients. Um, but referral programs are a really great way to incentivize past clients to then network and market for you. So it takes a little bit of the pressure off of finding new clients yourself. You can now ask your past clients to help do that for you. Okay. Moving on to number four, which is SEO. So SEO is search engine optimization. It's how easily are you found on things like Google, Yelp, Yahoo, primarily Google. That's where everybody's searching. The best way to boost your SEO is to create new content online. So this could be through a um, Google My Business account, which is number five. Create a Google My Business account, which we'll go into a little bit more in a second. You could create blog content. You could update your website content, having keywords on your website, adding those keywords to your image alt text. There's tons of ways to boost your SEO, and that helps you get found organically through Google searches in your area or for your niche or topic. So I do have episodes for SEO specific if you want to go back and watch or listen to some of those. And that way you can dive a little deeper into SEO. I don't want to get into all of it in this episode because we do have a lot more to cover and that would take quite a deep dive. So SEO is a really good one. That's an easy free way to go and start getting more organic traffic to your website and hopefully clients booking or working with you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Which number five, I already mentioned Google My Business account. So Google My Business is a free um, account you can create on Google. It basically is like when you search for a business and that little sidebar pops up and it has like photos of their business, it has reviews, it has all their information, address, phone number, website. Um, you know, I was recently searching for restaurants, so it comes to mind like menus or hours of operation, all of those things. That is typically a Google My Business website or a Google My Business account. 
And so having that account not only will help boost your searchability on Google because it helps with location-based searches as well, but it just kind of tells Google like, hey, I'm a legit business. I want to be found. I want people to be shown my information. And so having that, again, it's free, it's easy to set up, and it's quick, and you can just go and do that today, and it helps get you kind of on the map with Google. It ties in really well with the SEO piece, and so it helps boost that SEO. Number six is guesting on other people's podcasts or shows or video channels. So depending on what your niche is and who you are trying to reach, getting into in front of your audience via the things that they are already listening to or watching. So for example, if there was someone who wanted to reach an audience of female entrepreneurs, they might want to come be a guest on this show. Or if they were trying to reach an audience of moms, of young newborns or babies, then they might go on a show that talks about, um, you know, babies and pregnancy and motherhood. So those are great opportunities. They don't cost anything. Um, they are obviously time intensive because you do have to do the research to find the shows, find the, the content, you know, that you want to talk about, maybe like create a little pitch deck on Canva and send it out, pitch yourself to these different shows, but it's a really great way. And the great thing about doing shows like that, where it's podcasting or radio interviews or YouTube channel interviews, they kind of live on for a really long time. Unless the channel goes down or the account goes down, your content's there for a really long time. I've been a guest on a ton of podcasts and people are still finding me and this show based on past podcast guesting episodes. So it is this really great way to kind of create something like create an interview that lives for a long time and people can kind of can find time and time again. So being a guest on a podcast or show is number six. Number seven is email marketing. Now, if you have listened to the show for any length of time, you know email marketing ranks really high on my list. I put it as number seven because it's not necessarily a free. It's a very low cost. So I use an email marketing platform called Flowdesk. I will link to it down in the show notes. The great thing about Flowdesk is that it's one cost no matter how many subscribers you have. So other platforms, MailChimp, MailerLite, ActiveCampaign, they charge you based on how many subscribers you have. Whereas with Flowdesk, I believe it's $34 a month. Um, and that's a flat fee. That's all you pay for however many subscribers that you have. So if you want to check that out, it's down in the show notes. Um, you do get half off your first year if you sign up using the link down in the show notes. But email marketing is a really great way to not only reach new clients because you can create a lead magnet and get new people coming into your email list, but to build connections and relationships with your current clients and audience so that they are more likely to refer you or they are more likely to work with you again because you're staying top of mind with them. So email marketing is really, really one of my top marketing strategies and it's very, very low cost. It's also low effort because even if you send one email a week, one email a week is very doable. It does not take a lot of time and energy as opposed to posting on social media four or five times a week. So email marketing is right up there at the top of my list of marketing strategies I recommend. Number eight is to create an ambassador program. Now, this is different than a referral program. So a referral program is typically clients that have already worked with you or purchased from you, and then you're asking them to like go and share their experience with their family and friends. 
An ambassador program is where you're saying, hey, I will invite you to come work with me or I will give you free products or a free service in exchange for you doing these things for me, for you going out and talking about my business. So with referrals, you're kind of saying, hey, here's the experience you had. Go share about it and I'll incentivize that that sharing. With an ambassador program, you're saying, I'm going to ask these specific things of you. So what comes to mind for me is a lot of times senior photographers, they will have a senior rep program or a senior senior ambassador program where at the beginning of um, every school year or sometimes over the summer, they will recruit eight, 10, however many, you know, high school seniors for that year. They will do a free photo shoot for them and then they'll say, okay, in exchange for this photo shoot, you have to post on social media this many times about my business and about your session. You have to like give these cards out to your friends or whatever. And then they can earn, you know, additional free shoots or free prints or an album or whatever. They can earn prizes in exchange for people that they've referred. So it's similar to a referral program, but it's a little bit more involved because you kind of have to create the parameters that you want them to abide by. Um, Number nine is to host local classes or events. So let's say that you are a wedding coordinator, a wedding planner. And so you could host local classes for brides and you could say, Hey, are you newly engaged? I would love to have you come in and we're going to do a class on, you know, wedding planning 101. I'll kind of walk you through all the basics of how to plan a budget, how to do these things, kind of the the simple things that you would help a client with, but you're getting yourself in front of actual potential clients. And you could do this a couple of times a year, especially like the wedding planner example, you know that there are certain times of the year that are highly popular, Christmas, New Year's for engagement. So maybe in February or March, you host a, you know, newly engaged class. Um, Maybe you're a newborn photographer. So you team up with a, um, a doula and you host a class together on, you know, pregnancy and maternity and all these different things like childbirth classes or whatever. But the point is you're creating a class, a workshop of some kind in person that people can come to. If you have a physical store, it's even better because then you can say like, Hey, come in and learn how to arrange this floral arrangement or whatever it is that you do. Obviously you don't want to do the thing that you're hoping they pay you for entirely, but you do want to give them enough that they're like, oh, this could be really valuable if I actually invest in this person or this product or this service. Okay, moving on. Um, Number 10 is webinar. So this is very similar to the hosting classes or events, except that instead of doing it in person, you're doing it virtually. And so you can reach, reach a wider audience because you're doing it online as opposed to doing it in person. It could also be really more like educational as opposed to hands-on. But again, it helps you build your email list. It helps to get you in front of your potential clients. And sometimes it's a little bit easier for people because they don't have to take time out to come to an event. They can just show up online. They can listen or watch while they're doing other things, or you can send out a replay and they can watch it on their own time. Number 11 is to partner with other businesses. So a perfect example of this is one of my coaching clients that I'm working with is currently partnering with a local children's boutique in her area, or I think it's just a boutique in general. I don't think it's specific to children. And they are doing an event where people can sign up for 10 minute, um, like little mini session photo shoots of their kids. 
and they sign up, they pay a little fee, that fee gets them like a, a little cute little um, picture frame. They can buy digital images to have printed or put into the frame. And so she's doing a full day event with this, this boutique and they're working together. It's going to get people coming into the boutique that day to shop. It's going to get the photographer exposure and people get to see what she does and it's mutually uh, beneficial. And so when you're working with other businesses, you want to go into it with, okay, which is a business that's going to have my potential client that's going to be um, enough of a draw that's going to work well with what I do and that's going to be beneficial to both of us. So if you have local businesses or even online businesses, you're like, hey, I think this could be a, a good partnership. You want to go into it with starting a conversation. You don't want to just jump in with, hey, I think we should partner up and do this cool thing. I think you should go into it with like, hey, I really love what you're doing. I think your 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 store is really great or your product or service is really amazing. Here's what I do. Um, you know, ask them some questions about what they do. Start a conversation and then lead into, hey, I would love to look for ways that we could work together. Would you be open to chatting about that? And so that's a really great way. Again, it's basically free other than the time and energy to, to create that relationship and come up with a mutually beneficial plan. Number 12 are contests and giveaways. So this one is kind of low cost because you're probably going to have to come up with something to give away, um, but they're a great way to get new clients in. So with contests and giveaways, you want to be careful to make sure that you're not giving away like your top item. This is my personal opinion. If you're giving away your top item, let's say we'll go back to the wedding planner idea. If you're giving away your like top package of full day wedding planning coordination, then people are going to sign up wanting that full thing, which sounds really great until some one person wins and everybody else goes away. So you want to offer something that's going to be incentivizing, that's going to incentivize the your potential clients. So if it's new brides, maybe it's um, a gift basket of some kind, or maybe it is a, a you know physical wedding planner or a digital wedding planner. Um, maybe it's a one-on-one consultation with you. And then the idea is that it leads them to then like, even if they win, maybe they'll still book your package. And all of those who didn't win now have the opportunity to go, okay, well, I didn't win the planner, like the, the physical planner. I didn't win the one-on-one, but I can still work with her. And I've now been exposed to this really great wedding planner. And I think this could be a great idea. So you want to do contests and giveaways very strategically, and you want to do them sporadically. If you're doing one a month, it's going to kind of lose the luster. So you want to make sure that it had, you're doing, you're spacing them out so that you're not like cramming them all in like maybe one or two a year. Number 13 is get listed on industry referral sites. So I thought of this one when it comes to photography, especially, I know there's other ones out there. There's real estate ones. There's, um, I believe there's something for like, you know, wedding vendors and things like that getting listed on other sites. Not only does that give you traffic to your site because people are going to be clicking on it and it's really good to have your site listed on other things for SEO purposes, but it also gets you exposure out there to new audiences who may or may not already know about you. So do some research, see if there are lists like that in your niche or industry and find out if there are ways for you to get listed on those sites. Okay. Last two, 14 and 15, 14, create some branded swag. Now, I want you to think about if you are out shopping somewhere and you have a shirt on that has your information on it, on the back maybe, and it says, you know, Carol's Wedding Planning Services, and it kind of has some cutesy thing on there, 
if a bride is out shopping and she's standing behind you in line at Target and she sees your shirt or your jacket, then like, hey, that's great advertising. They have really cool car decals you can put on your car window or like magnets you can stick on the side of your car. So when you're out, this is actually how we found our pool cleaning service. I was out in my neighborhood one day and I saw another truck at someone else's house down our neighborhood who was having their pool cleaned and their truck had all their information on it. I took a picture of it. I called them and now they come out and service our pool for us. So little things like that, like having branded um, swag, I don't know a better way to say it, hats, shirts, um, magnets, jackets, stickers, pens, things you can hand out to people, business cards or even swag, anything that has your information on it that you can easily hand out or that people can see is going to help you get new clients. You never know who's looking. You never know who's around you. So always kind of have that in the back of your mind of, okay, if I'm out and I do have my branded logo shirt on, someone might see it. They may not, but someone might. Same thing with like putting stuff on your car. Okay. Number 15 is trade shows. So trade shows are going to cost a little bit of money because there's usually an entry fee and then you have to have, you know, the setup and all that kind of stuff. But I have found that for certain industries, trade shows, wedding shows, um, women's expos, all those kinds of things, even like setting up at a conference, they usually have a trade show attached to a conference. Those can be really good for helping get in front of your ideal client. Again, I would not necessarily recommend doing these once a month because they can get pricey and then it's a lot of just like setup and small talk and things like that. If that is working for you, then go for it. Um, I know a wedding photographer that she does one really big bridal show every year, and then that's how she books out for the whole year. And so that investment in that one bridal show has been like key for her. That's her one big marketing investment for the year. And it does get her enough clients to book out for the majority of the whole year. So um, those can be really helpful. Okay, I'm not going to run down the whole list again because that's a lot. But a couple of key ones I want you to take away from here is that, yes, social media is a great free marketing tool. Just don't make it your only marketing tool. Um, Look at networking and client referrals are a great way, free way to get your name out there. Um, SEO is going to be a great way to boost your online presence, getting people coming to you organically. Um, You can partner with local businesses or host classes online or in person. And then having or creating branded swag, shirts, hats, stickers, things on your car, anything that's going to help you always be advertising your business, no matter where you are, is a great way to get your name out there in front of people. So I hope that you find this list really helpful. I would love for you to let me know which of these you want me to dive a little deeper into. You can head over to Instagram at Girl Means Business and send me a message let me know or comment on the post for this podcast episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can just drop your comment down below and let me know which of these topics, which of these strategies would you like to learn more about? And I'll make sure to cover those in future episodes. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next week. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode. Don't forget to leave a review and follow us on socials at Girl Means Business. See you next week.